I was born like a couple of months before I should have been born. And uh, the doctor in Israel said to my mom that uh, this girl will see the world differently. And that's what she used to tell me. So that's why I think I have my own galaxy in my head. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me. And even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 210 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland, and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places, because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Anna Solovyova. Anna was born in Israel, then moved to Kharkiv, Ukraine when she was three years old. 
She is a Flex alumna of 2017 in Massachusetts and now an FMM cybernetics student at the Kiev National Polytechnic Institute. Her hobbies include sports, athleticism, learning languages, and traveling. Anna created Grand Governmental Platform and YouTube channel connected to it. And she hosted a startup webinar as part of the eToy Exchanges to Internships program. And she is the creator of Pitchyop English School, which is a unique English language platform open to all Ukrainians. Her favorite quote is by Abraham Lincoln, which is, in the end, it's not the years in your life that count, it's the life in your years. Anna, how are you today? Hello, I'm fine. I'm so thankful that you invited me to participate in such an amazing podcast. And I really believe that uh, this was really meant to change uh, all the stereotypes and finally break this ice and uh, tell everyone how great Ukraine is and how proactive uh, people live here. I agree with you 1000% and it's in many ways unless you see and know those Ukrainians, you won't even believe they exist because of so many stereotypes that are not true. And you, to begin in an emotional way, when you, Anna, want to feel really alive, you want to recharge yourself and feel your favorite emotions, what do you like to do? I like to meet with my friends and uh, sometimes uh, we just go places which are really beautiful because actually Ukraine is very famous for beautiful places such as Carpathian Mountains or uh, Black Sea and we just go there and it inspires me a lot. Mm -hmm. And I also take some courses to inspire me and then I feel really emotionally active and ready to work and ready to rock and uh, I'm very, very happy then. I also like to meet new people um, from different countries, from different Ukrainian cities. Uh, so it just inspires me a lot. I love that. So for you, it's inspiration and it can come from meeting new people with diverse backgrounds, from beautiful environments, from time with friends, and from new courses that give you skills or knowledge, correct? Yes, it's correct. <laughs> Let's begin with one of them. If you were to feel your mood today, which one of these four would be the perfect thing that you will do today that will match your mood? I would go somewhere uh, on the beach in Odessa city. Uh, I'm working currently, so I actually can go there, but it's a beautiful city and uh, I really like the sea views. So I would just go there and it really matches my mood now. I'm very calm, but very happy right now. We will explore that, but first, Odessa, Kharkiv, Kiev, maybe even Lviv. How do you feel about each city and how would you describe the mood or the atmosphere and the emotions you have for each of these four cities? 
Well, Kharkov is my hometown, so I can be a little judgy there, but it's my favorite city in Ukraine. Well, Kiev is too, but Kharkov more, uh, because the mood there is very calm, very uh, inspirational. It's really beautiful city. We have a lot of parks. We have a lot of fountains and uh, sites there. Um, the city is developing so and each year it changes each year I go home to my parents and it's a new park or new decoration on streets uh, and the mood there is like calm you it's great for long walks uh, for a lot of coffee shops so it's really like quite nice uh, to go there just even just for fun I mean Adyessa is very energetic so it's a city where you can go for vacation it's like a, i don't know california in america <laughs> i don't know but it's like very energetic powerful and um, uh, famous for the sea but also for the uh, people's um, personality there it's different because everyone knows that odessa is uh, like quite different from the other cities people have different personality it's like more fun more i don't know energetic inspiring and stuff then lviv um it's great for going uh there in winter uh for me it's not even i cannot even describe lviv with a mood but i can say that it's like christmas uh Lviv is like Christmas to me I mean I went there for Christmas once and it was like magic it's like um I don't know fairy tale or something because it's snowing and it's old town a lot of historical places so it's like that and Kiev Kiev for me associ associates with work work and a lot of opportunities a lot of um projects you can participate in, a lot of places you can work in, uh, a lot of universities, a lot of students. So for me, Kyiv is associated with opportunities mostly, and also a very, very fast um, speed of life. So people are always running somewhere, a lot of people in the subway, because in Kharkiv you also have subway, but it's more calm, you can always find a place to sit and it give it's like a, a can of tuna <laughs> a lot of people are at the same place at once so they're always running somewhere they're always working and uh, it's like uh, perfect for me it works for me because i love to work i love to always um, go up and be better each day and this skiff for me is a progress I think. Wonderful. I love your descriptions. I don't know whether you wrote poetry or prose before, but even before that, I am feeling that there are two sides of your personality. There is a calm side, but also for each city, you spoke about some energetically charged or emotionally charged words. So Adessa was energy, Kharkiv was inspiration, Lviv was magical, and Kiev was opportunity and progress, which all are charged rather than calm. So are you usually calm or 
how do you combine both facets of you, the calm side and the necessity for tranquility, as well as the energy, progress, and inspiration? This is a very good question. No one actually asked me that before. So now I'm started to think. And um, I mean, I'm usually a calm person. So with my friends and uh, with my family, I'm very, very calm. I'm mostly quiet. But what changed me was a flex program when I went to United States. And I understood that if I was calm and if I was like closed, I wouldn't make friends. So I became even more open-minded and started to understand that the more energy you give in the in your life that the most profit and the most connection you will make and you have to be like fully emotionally charged every day but I usually combine this in my life because when I get home I'm really calm and quiet and uh, I just I don't know I'm a usual person I can watch tv and (laughs) eat chips and stuff so but when I work or when I travel I become completely different person because um, when I meet people who are very energetic or when I go to work and uh, I have a lot of deadlines and stuff and uh, I become very, very uh, full of emotions and drive and passion and I'm very dedicated to everything I do. Uh, So it works like that all the time. But Sometimes you never know. I can be calm and then the next five minutes I will be very, very uh, energetic. I have so many questions now, but I'll ask you a question that was a recurring theme with a lot of Ukrainian girls that were on my podcast. They say they can be full of emotions, but especially when they went to flex or they travel, people will see them and they think, why is this girl so angry all the time? And she's not. It's just that she's full of emotions inside, but she has a poker face or a serious face. Was that your situation and one part of you realizing the importance of opening up and putting energy into things? Uh, Yes, but that was the main difference between... uh for me, like Ukrainian uh, side of mind and American side of mind. They, even when they have something going on in their life, uh, they still smile and um, um, stay positive. But we are not actually used to that because a, a very important part of Ukrainian mentality is that we are very honest. So if we are sad, we are sad. And that shows, that shows on the face completely. (laughs) So, uh, and I'm just the same person as I described. So uh, when I'm sad, I'm sad. And when I was in America, I didn't try to hide it and didn't try to smile all the time. I was just honest with my friends and host family that something is going on. And even if it was unusual for them, because they don't complain about their problems they're used to solve them by themselves and we are used to be we are used to uh, being friends with um, our surroundings our people around us 
and we used to tell about all kinds of problems even if you go to the restaurant and there is a kind waiter and something is going on in your life you, you can tell them so that's how in ukraine it works um, but in america i was taught to be more positive so even if something going on goes on in your life it doesn't mean that um, you have to always be so emotional about it i started to um, be more simple so be more open-minded and uh, less worry about some problems or what people can think about me and that's what i was taught in america maybe and started to implement it in my life here thank you so much it seems like you're really constantly improving or kaizen and progressing one percent every day and why is that important for you is it for opportunities or are you for example similar to me that if you're not progressing it feels like you're dying or something and therefore it's a necessity rather than something else um it's the second one so i'm more about personal growth than the opportunities i'm i never use um any kind of my personal progress to get some profit i mean if i had two job opportunities but the first one was was more personal growth and challenge and the second one was with more money and some opportunities i would choose the first one so when i'm not progressing when i'm not developing new skills uh, new personal qualities um so yeah i, I feel like i'm dying and uh, um i'm not doing anything great it was uh, on my previous job occupation i was for i worked in a company for two years and the money was great the uh, tasks were fine everything was okay but i felt like i've reached my like maximum point and i understood that i need to try something else even if it would be less money or less opportunities to travel and stuff i would choose the second one if it if when it had like challenge and more opportunity for personal change i think wonderful i love what you're saying and is that similar to most people that you grew up with or what made you be different have a different personality and value self-development and need it uh well a lot of people i know uh, all of my friends are just the same as me and they haven't even participated in stuff like flex uh it's more about when you are born in ukraine and you hear a lot of stereotypes and uh, you know that you have to do the change you have to change the country change the mindset of people about us and inside the country and outside of the country so all of my friends uh, since childhood they started to think about personal growth opportunities to travel opportunities to grow as a leader as a person as a worker or just as a human being and as a friend and all of my friends are like that they 
always try new projects, volunteering. Uh, one of my friends is actually a mental health startup developer. So, but he is a programmer by education, but he decided that mental health, emo emotional intelligence are more important to focus on and give, give gave himself a challenge to work on that. So all of my friends and all people I know, I know have the same mindset, I think. Thank you. That's great. And I agree the new generation in Ukraine is dynamic and believes in the possibility and potential for change. You spoke about how you value meeting new people who have different life stories and different backgrounds. What is interesting to you when it comes to those new people you're meeting? Is it your learning from them and their experiences? Or are you just a very curious person who is interested in the human touch? Or what about it? Well, firstly, I would say that um, as great as I am on my own, I mean, I feel comfortable on my own, being on my own, but um, I feel more happy when I'm with people. And um, that's why I like to meet new people and uh, explore and uh, expand my horizons. Uh, I learn from them a lot. I have friends who are like 30 years old, I'm 20. I have friends who are like 18, but they're very creative, very proactive. And friends from Australia and um, America and other countries. And they have all different life stories, but they are all same with their mindset. So they're all open. They're all uh, wonderful people who share their experience and also love to learn about our culture too and sharing that builds new bridges because uh, uh, i would i would never know so much about the world if i didn't visit so many countries and if i didn't know so many people and i think people who don't like to get to know people with different backgrounds they miss out on very 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 bunch of stuff because uh, when you hear different experience it makes you value some things more and makes you uh, wonder about a lot of stuff more um, when I went to America I went to the civic educational workshop so I won that and we had a chance to went, go to senate and um, house of representatives I met with Elizabeth Warren uh, it was during Obama presidency. And uh, uh, Jay Kennedy, he is a <laughs> relative of that famous Kennedy uh, because he was a representative of Massachusetts state where I've been. And uh, I learned about how government works there. And when I came back here, I could bring so many of my own experience and change them since here by myself. And that's wonderful. And when you hear different stories, you can implement that in your life and they can learn from you too. And you build bridges, build connections, and that's for life. Yes, those connections are for life. So how did you deal with the pandemic? Are you more of an ambivert or an introvert because you like calmness? 
do you believe that it's okay, for example, to have virtual communication with people? Or did you me miss the meetings in real life? And how did you deal for your mental health? I really missed meetings in real life because I really love to meet people um, in person. But I had some meetings online because I was still working and also still studying. So I met with people. But with friends, uh, we just called each other or sometimes FaceTimed. But that doesn't compare to the actual <laughs> meeting. Well, but um, I'm great with keeping in touch with people in different situations because I have friends uh, who I can see like once a year. But we are still great friends and still get in touch by like Instagram or social media and stuff. Uh, so pandemic wasn't that hard for me because um, I had work, I had university lectures in Zoom. Uh, so I still communicated with people, but I had trouble sitting at home because I really love to walk and see places. And when I got stuck in home, at home, it was really difficult for me. But um, I tried to explore more online. And I also made a list of places where I really want to go when pandemic ends. And it helped me believe that um, one day I actually will implement my dreams uh, so basically I was fine uh, but sometimes when I got lonely or sad that being home I just reminded myself that everything in life is temporary as pandemic is and uh, it's a necessary thing during this situation so I understood that because um, I actually had uh, COVID so and it was really bad <laughs> so once uh, I had it I understood how important those measures are and I never really thought about being sad at home again because I already experienced what COVID is <laughs> so after that I just waited till it ends and I will go places I understand perfectly and I'm happy you're feeling better. Did you regain your sense of smell and taste? Because you said it was very bad. Yes, it was bad. Like I was ill for three weeks, maybe. And the first two were really, really hard for me. Uh, but uh, I recovered a sense of smell and taste. But the one thing that didn't recover is the taste of uh, Coke, Coca-Cola. Uh, because... Uh, I don't know, for some reason, it tastes different now. Like Pepsi and Coca-Cola, now they taste really different for me still. And it's almost like two or three months after I had COVID, but it's still here. They taste better or different? No, different, maybe worse. Like it's less of a taste, more just like a water and sugar and stuff. So I don't really... Um, feel the taste of it i understand i hope you know soon you'll return to it because probably it was an important part of you growing up so the taste has a lot of memories maybe and you as a cybernetic student studying technology many people think that to be a student of technology emotions are a distraction 
is only about the logic. But from our conversation, I feel that deep inside you have a lot of emotions, you flow with emotions, you're sensitive to emotions, new emotions are important for you. So how do you try to combine both? Or how do you deal with it in order to be super logical when you need to work in a technical goal or environment? Well, that's why I actually never had a job in this field. <laughs> I just had like to create websites and stuff, but it doesn't take that much time. Well, I divided my day and I can be, um, I can code for like two, three hours a day. And that's my maximum because uh, I never could have a job with where you can where you need to sit in front of computer the whole day and don't speak with people just coding but i found a solution to be a project manager or like human resources staff in it or other companies because uh, when you're a project manager in it for example you combine those skills you understand what it is you understand every step of a project uh, because it's a technological part and you understand that uh, you need to do them each step of a way, uh, connect with engineers and see if everything works fine. But also you don't code. So you have engineers who do that and you're just a manager who works, who administrates everything and that's the perfect solution for me. And that's who I want to become after the university because um, I have two parts of my mind and one is super logical, super responsible, dedicated. And I love to meet strict deadlines. I love to be punctual. So I'm very dedicated to do everything on time and be logical when it connects to finance and stuff. But um, according to like the whole part of a job, I like working with people more. So I would love to work with people, but make sure they meet all the deadlines and do the technical part perfectly. <laughs> so that's the solution for me. I like that solution. And I feel that people are very important for you. And we will speak about that. But first, are new emotions important for you? Uh, yes, but um, I have like an issue because sometimes my emotions get in the way. And uh, sometimes I feel like I'm distracted. Because um, when I was a kid, uh, like till the ninth grade, I wanted to become a journalist. And I wrote a lot of poetry and even one book. And uh, I always, I was driven by my emotions all the time, even like my poetry and my work, everything was based on that. And then I connected to the technological segment and that's more interesting and it empowers me more and gives me more challenge. That's why I went to technological sphere. Well, I'm also good with math though, <laughs> but sometimes when I work, I try to stay focused and not even think with my emotions. For example, 
right now I work as a recruiter. And here, a lot of people would think that I am driven by emotions, how I feel about the person. But no, the recruiter job is more about logic, actually. When you understand what is the perfect, who is the perfect candidate for your company, and you put your emotions aside, you may be sympathetic to the person, or you really understand that the person needs this job, but you have to be logical and you have to be calm and put your emotions aside because you know what is better for company, you know what's better for profit. And so sometimes I really have to close up and put my emotions aside because I'm a very emotional person, but 90% of life and work, you have to stay logical at least at times. Yes. Well, I have so many questions, like five questions already, but I will ask this. You said that technological things and math, etc., STEM empowers you and it challenges you. And before, when you spoke about your previous job, that there, when there was no growth and no challenge, you moved on, even though, you know, it's not about the money, etc. So to you, in the personal dictionary of Anna, what does being challenged mean? And second, what is valuable to you when you're being challenged? Why is that interesting for you? What do you get from it? Uh, well, you know, uh, I started living by that kind of quote <laughs> uh, when uh, I was graduating school and my programming teacher told me that you may have talent in different spheres but you have to challenge yourself and go to the one which is not given you by god for example for me writing and uh, learning languages so more like mm, those fields were given i was a good writer not studying writing or i had good poetry and good um, knowledge of languages not really given a lot of not given myself there so I didn't challenge myself it was like I learned English just going to lessons and watching movies and I didn't really put, put a lot of effort there so she said that you will become a really successful person when you challenge yourself and go somewhere where you're not graded so you don't have a lot of skills there, but you can develop them. And I listened to her and I was like, yes, that's maybe true because why should I study journalism four years in the university if I actually can educate myself in that sphere, if I already have some talent there, some publications and stuff. So I will go somewhere where it can be more knowledge and I will be a person who is well-rounded, so developed in different fields. And that's what makes me interested in challenging myself to be interesting, to be more interesting each day and be well-rounded and connected to a lot of fields and have uh, friends in different kinds of work environment. And that helps me find myself because when you don't try, when you just... When, well, I 
I don't agree completely with myself here because I have a great friend who is music musician and she was like from three years old musician and she's a famous and great musician right now and she was doing only that all her life and that's great but I feel like I wanted to try different kind of stuff and still trying some other fields and that makes me happy to be everywhere <laughs> I mean to know more and one day I will find a field which will give me like all of that in once so inspiration challenge where I can use my talents also and I think it's project management personally but I never know how the life will turn out okay and since you're smart I can ask multiple questions if you don't know how life will turn well as a logical minded person that could be scary because logic is about certainty but the unknown and uncertainty becomes like a noise or a nuisance so how do you deal by being a planner someone who plans and meets deadlines but knows that we don't know what will happen in the future this is one second you said that it's important for you to have friends in different spheres and fields which one is more important let's say you had to choose either you develop yourself in many spheres but you only keep the old friends or you have friends from all countries all industries but you have to stay only in one field and you don't develop which one would you choose and why so let me know well that's a tricky question <laughs> the second one the first one i'm not gonna lie i get scared about future like every week <laughs> for example I can live my life, not plan stuff, but it will be that one day when I sit on the couch and I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen now? And I always change my plans and stuff. So, um, and sometimes it gets scary, but um, usually I just try not to worry a lot because I know myself, I know that any field I will work in, if I'm dedicated I'm going to be successful. Even if I would work in IT and I would have to code, when I have to, I will do it. And I will do it good because I never do stuff halfway. So if I said that I'm going to do something, I try to do it perfect. I can't meet myself like halfway and stuff. And the second one, it's tricky and I would prefer never to choose between those two but I'm also not gonna lie but I would choose to be and try myself in different fields because I would say friends are very important and making friends is very important but if the person stays in one field for example for me it would be tragic and I don't think I would even communicate with friends then because I would be stuck in something and no growth. And I think that would be killing for me. So um, for my life, I choose to try new things. Well, but fortunately, I don't have to choose that, actually. I salute your answer. It was amazing, really. And I want to ask you then, before you mentioned and you said specifically 
where the more skills and spheres you try yourself in, the more interesting you will be. Do you mean interesting for yourself, which is the opposite of being bored and stuck? Or is a part of it being interesting to other people? And secondly, I think you're a perfectionist. Do you think perfectionism is a gift or a curse? Uh, the first one, no, I think interesting, not only for myself, but as a person to other people, you can talk about different stuff with all people and also interesting as a person for yourself to be better each day than you were yesterday. And the second one, the perfectionism for me is more a gift because I don't think it's a curse. When person tries to be better, well, it all should be in some frames because if it goes everywhere, like everything has to be perfect, even like simple stuff at home, that's bad. But for me, it's not like that. It's like a healthy perfectionism at work. So I think it's more like a gift and it's a great addition for uh, uh, work in a sphere I work in. So I don't think it's a curse. Thank you. And I will keep it one question at a time because sometimes the listeners get confused and they think, wow, it's too many questions. But I know your brain is really sharp. So when I ask you multiple questions, you keep track of everything. And I like that. So to ask you, you said interesting to other people, as well as when you're speaking with them, you can speak about different topics, different spheres, etc. Why is that motivating for you? How big of a motivation is that to be interesting to other people? And what part of your personality is that? Like, how does it represent you? Who are you when you are being interesting to other people? Uh, well, I don't uh, try too hard. Well, I said that it's being interesting to other people, but not like... Um showing off i mean not like uh, worrying about some what someone would say it's more about um i think you always have to uh, have friends who bring you up that way what my mom's tell what my mom tells me and the people who bring you up not down it's only people who develop each day so i try to be that person who develops each day who can tell something new who can inspire some of my friends or can be a, um, sympathetic and can tell something from their own experience so that's why I try to be interesting by gaining more experience and by trying new stuff because that way I will motivate my friends too and they motivate me because they're also like that and that's why it's important, I think. That's wonderful. What is the difference between inspiration and motivation? And how would you define inspiration? Like three characteristics of an inspired person? Or what is the emotion of inspiration if you were to explain it to someone who doesn't understand emotions? Inspiration is more like the global stuff so it's like it can be I think even 
just inspires someone as a person. So like, I don't know, to be someone's, I don't know, guidance, uh, to be someone's great friend and just inspire. It's always like, even just making someone happy is also inspiring or telling someone about something and the person decides to try it so it's inspiration but motivation is more like motivation connects more to work for me because and motivation to be better um, as a citizen as a worker as a person to work on yourself and inspiration it's not only about work working on yourself it's more about feeling great so inspiring is about feelings and motivating is about actions it's about work uh, on yourself on your personality or at your job and inspiration is more like feeling so that's kind of like that to me yes those are the two parts of you the feeling and the action and you don't want to be only about feeling you want to challenge yourself through action if i understood correctly of course and about you are you an empath the way you spoke about emotions about how people can bring you down etc are you someone when you walk in a room or even in the street you can pick up on people's emotions and energy Yes, I'm definitely that person. I can even tell by a look. Um, that's because um, this is the third year I work with people and as a administrator and HR. And I can even tell by the look of the face or just the people's style um, in clothes or stuff. I can pick up a little things, details, their gestures. Uh, what kind of person it is, uh, what are their um, bright personality qualities. Um, yes, I'm the person who always analyzes, and uh, but I don't like to make judgments on the first impression. So I can pick up some details, but I would never judge or say something about the person just by the first look, because sometimes it could be deceiving where all people the person could be just in a bad mood or something happened so i never uh, make any analysis from the first impression yes that's wonderful and do you feel that maybe your talent at writing because writing too involves creating characters and describing details to convey their personalities was maybe the beginning of this skill, yes? Or is it something totally different? Um, well, yeah, I think it's like a skill. But mostly just also about writing and uh, also people and stuff. All these parts of my life, they're all based on my personality and actually on my emotional intelligence and feelings. So. It's like, a, I don't know, it's like a mindset I had from the childhood and that impacts the writing and it impacts the life because you 
see the world differently. And you, that's why I was writing because I had some uh, different galaxy in my mind and that's why I was writing. So it's like, it all goes from your head, I think. It's not like a skill you develop or it's not something you can learn. Well, you can, but I think all the great writers actually were born like that. So <laughs> that's what I think. Tell me more about that. You had a great galaxy in your mind. That's what you said. Tell me more. Uh, well, um, I always try to see more. So I try to see more in people. I try to see more in the world. So even when um, it's all on the surface, I try to dig something I try to think more about stuff. Sometimes I overthink. I love to solve some philosophical questions in my mind and um, try to always think more about what world is, uh, how, how it gets this way. So, And about people, I also they do some stuff or some actions. And, and I always question myself, why? What was the background? Why this person has this personality? Maybe like something happened or... So I always try to ask myself a lot of questions and that creates a whole different galaxy. Even my mom always says that I'm always somewhere in the sky with my thoughts. And that that's what she used to say when... I was a little kid because when I was born, I was born like a couple of months before I should have been born. And uh, the doctor in Israel said to my mom that uh, this girl will see the world differently. And that's what she used to tell me. So that's why I think I have my own galaxy in my head. <laughs> well, me too. So it's correct. It's not wrong. <laughs> And if, if right now there are people who feel stuck, who are not progressing, who are not developing, but they wish to, but they feel maybe depressed or stuck somehow, what would be your advice, even to yourself, in the unfortunate situation you could have been stuck, how to get out of it and challenge yourself and grow and progress? Well, if I was stuck in some difficult situation, I would just try to find a way to compromise. Or Not stuck in a difficult situation, but maybe uh, like the pandemic made them depressed and not taking much action, but they want to be similar to you, challenging themselves, progressing. What could be like a good plan or advice or quote they should think about to be inspired and motivated. Oh, I think that um, I know how it is in Russian, but I'm, I don't know if it will be the correct translation. But um, Say it that... first in Russian and then translate it. Maybe someone understands when mm -hmm. listening. Uh, do what you have to do and the life will be like that so uh we do all we have in our power you should do all you can do 
But uh, the other stuff like pandemic, you can't control. Just don't worry about it. You do what you have to do. And then the life will just be like that. And it will be perfect because you do everything in your power. That's what my great grandfather used to tell me. And I live like that all my life. Even if something goes wrong and some situations I really can't control, I do all I can do, everything in my power. And then I just go with it. <laughs> yes, it's a very stoic philosophy kind of thought. And can you speak more about your projects now? If people want to discover them, what would be the best social media to follow you and to learn about your projects, as well as explaining what are the details of them so maybe people can get motivated or interested? Well, the first project is Grand Governmental Platform. It's gurugovplatform.com. I can share it in my Instagram and I have a YouTube channel, which is GGP, Grand Governmental Platform. You can put it in YouTube and you will find our videos. It's about opportunities for use uh, in the governmental sector and also in private sector to cope cooperate with some non-commercial, non-profitable organizations, youth councils of Dnipro, uh, Kharkiv, and Kyiv. And we have some ministries who are our partners, and they're happy to invite interns who are not only FLEX alumni, because ETOI, Exchanges to Internships, is only for FLEX and UGRAD alumni. And for people who missed for some reason these programs, I created this platform to help uh, discover themselves in those sphere, like to change something, uh, to be in governmental sector, to be a leader. And we also have there some courses, Coursera, Future Learn, LinkedIn Learning. Um, it's a list of courses where you can uh, learn valuable stuff. Uh, they all are, well, I learned them all. So uh, those are good, good courses. We also have the, a projects page with Erasmus and some exchanges to internships alumni. The second project is uh, Pitchup English School. It also has Instagram. It has uh, email. Uh, you also can contact me uh, to find out more. It's an online uh, learning platform with a lot of posts and also you can contact to have private lessons in zoom uh, and maybe someday we will open like an offline school but that only in plans uh, and uh, for those who are still eligible for flex i highly recommend to participate and also then in exchanges to internships thank you anna it was a privilege an honor and a great time exploring your mind. It was really special and I wish you a great day. Thank you very much. I'm happy to participate and I hope the podcast will be even more successful and uh, a lot of people will actually uh, change their mind about Ukrainians. <laughs>